Everybody, this is Allie and this is Sage and this is us on this too much podcast yay I'm just laughing <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know because Sage is silly <laughs> because I'm typing and because Sage is typing if that and intro was really bad we could redo it I'm all done typing no I liked it I thought it was good <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so welcome to season two everybody I'm so happy to be at season two, Allie. I can't believe that we made it this far. I know, me too. So yes, this episode is entitled A Father's Advice. And Sage and I were talking last night and we texted each other the exact same thing at the exact same time, which was this should have been season one's finale. Yes, I like the, I feel like the cliffhanger at the end was way better than season one. It was better. And I think it wrapped things up better. Like, honestly, it was still tied in a neat, not a neat bow, but like still in a bow, you know, and I felt like it was better character development, even like Randall. I mean, we'll get into it, like the adoption storyline and Kate facing her fears and Kevin, like it was better. I think that again, like we talked about last time, like maybe the reason why they did it the way that they did was because they thought they were going to canceled or something and they wanted to make sure that however they ended it would have like at least resolved most things I guess but I think this one at the end resolves more things we know now I know we'll talk about it later but we know now that Rebecca and Jack were together when he died right you know like things like that are resolved so and like last episode we were like are they even staying together is this when Miguel and her hook up yeah like I don't know. I was like, last episode was so lackluster watching it again. Yeah. We can get into it too. Um, when we get to that point in the episode, but I kept thinking too, I'm like, they're really playing out like throughout the whole episode, this Jack died from drunk driving. Like I, I thought it was over the last episode, Me too. but they really like kind of brought that back. Oh my God. They did. I thought that scene was so good. I can't wait to get into it. Cause I was, it was so good. I agree. So are you ready? Can we have a sage synopsis, an SS, if you will? (laughs) Yes. So this was season two, episode one, uh, Father's Advice. And the Hulu synopsis says, Jack and Rebecca pick up the pieces after their devastating split. Randall goes gaga for adoption. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm reading. This is the first time I've read this. (laughs) 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 surprising um (laughs) randall goes gaga for adoption kate embarks on a new singing career and kevin goes to hollywood as the big three turns 37 goes gaga (laughs) (laughs) interesting choice of words yeah i wouldn't call it i mean yes i think he's acting like a psychopath but And again, we'll get into it a little bit because I thought Randall was a little bit unlikable in this episode. Oh, I agree. Randall was really getting on my nerves. I was, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So do you want to get into the episode? Sure. Okay. So first we hear, we see a typewriter and we hear this familiar, beautiful voice that Sage and Sage just 
cried emoji to herself. <laughs> this beautiful voice of William. He's not gone yet, guys. And he's reading, I would assume, a poem, my son, in his poems for his son. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I love typewriters so much. I had a typewriter when I was little and they're just so cool. I've never had a typewriter or typed on a typewriter, yeah. but that sound is like very satisfying to me. It was my mom's typewriter from nursing school. So it was oh like real, really old. Sorry, mom. It was real yeah. old. It was like 40 years old because she was in nursing school in the 80s. <laughs> so I, I might be the only one, but I really like I get a lot of satisfaction out of like clicking noises. Like even oh. when I type on my keyboard, I'm like, this is probably annoying everybody else around me, but I, I love, love the sound. It. Oh, it's, oh, and yeah. just like the sound when your nails get a little bit longer. I don't yeah, know. I get it. So good. And then we see Rebecca crying and mm-hmm. she's going to pick up the kids. And I think it's so weird that she's like going there by herself when the kids don't even know she's home because Kate is even like, why is mom home? And then she's like, everything's totally fine. Yeah. And I'm like, ew, this is bad parenting. Honestly, like to me, I kept thinking like, even though the situation is weird, like I would have felt more comfortable if they had just picked them up together. And also like, you're already like going to meet Jack. So like, you might as well just pick him up. And then instead of doing this at this restaurant and making a big deal out of it, like they could have gone and picked them up together and then talked about it in the car where it's like a little bit more private or even at home. Oh my God. The whole situation. I was just like, it was just inappropriate to me. And then we see Randall with a baby, which I feel like the first time I watched this, I definitely thought they adopted a baby. Like I'm fairly certain like this definitely plays out. Like he adopted a baby. Right. Right. And I the seat I think the scene is so funny when the people are like we have to go yeah <laughs> it's so know, they literally say like oh like we gotta go now and Randall's like oh I'm sorry I just have baby fever with like all the talk of adoption and then he just keeps playing with the baby I'm like <laughs> you need to chill <laughs> oh god bless those people yeah. um and then Kate's singing and Toby's being her biggest hype man. Mm-hmm. Love him. The part that I hate about this is her rice cake with a fucking candle on it. <laughs> I said that too. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is such a... It's gross. Like, it I have gross. no time for it. And I'm like, this is... Have we learned nothing in the past 18 episodes, Kate? Yeah. Well, and I think too, something that I... I guess was reflecting on too is like obviously weight is not like a priority in Toby's life like losing weight isn't so I'm like why is he like not I mean you can't obviously like beat this out of somebody you can't like force them to just stop caring about something that's like been so prominent in their life for so long but like why isn't Toby like doing more to like encourage her to like just be happy with how she is and I obviously he's happy with the way that she is right but I didn't like the comment where when she comes out in that outfit that she's like I'm down two sizes and he's like I can tell and I'm like ew quit talking about this it's gross yeah, I just like I think that he's 
trying to encourage her to be happy with herself, but he's going about it the wrong ways. Yeah. And she's going about it the wrong way also. Yeah. Well, we know that, but it's, yeah. I think that from like her significant other's standpoint, right. like he, I think he could be doing more because it's really easy to like be very hard on yourself, but it's like harder to be hard on yourself when somebody that you love is like encouraging you yeah. to love yourself, you know? And then we see baby Kevin, not baby Kevin, teenage Kevin, and he has a hickey on his neck and this is disgusting. And I hate that he's like, Sophie got carried away and I'm like vomit emoji. Everybody was like vomit emoji. (laughs) Did you see the look on Kate's face? Kate's like, but I also feel bad for Randall because later in the episode, you're like, oh, Randall doesn't have anybody. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. That situation is like, I don't think that he's necessarily like yearning for somebody. No. I think that he more so wants a relationship with his brother. And that's like what I got out of that scene was like, he feels like an outsider a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. And then we see adult Kevin. Now I did not think he was proposing for real. Randall with the baby, I did think he adopted the baby. Kevin, I kind of felt like he was acting. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I mean, I don't remember what I thought the first time, but I kind of, I picked up on the, the trend, I guess, of yeah. the fake out. Yeah. And then I think we're back at the restaurant with the kids and Rebecca and Jack, which I know we just touched on this, but I think this is the weirdest thing. I think it's so inappropriate to do this at a restaurant where the kids are like trapped. Yeah. But also like you're in public. Yeah. I also thought it was really interesting. So at this point, we still hear William's voice in the background. Yeah. And the poem is talking about love and loss and like how it's better to just like let something you love go kind of like that cliche, like if yes. you love something, let it go. And that's like basically what he's talking about in the poem. And I'm like, this is like setting a weird like tone up for this little meetup. It really is. I also loved I have to say I think the actor that plays younger Kevin does such a good job when Rebecca said like whatever his name is crossed a line and your dad got upset and Kevin looks at Jack's hand and smirks and it's the tiniest moment but I love it because it's such a good choice like it's such a good choice I could just like picture him in his head going nice (laughs) I know exactly and I just I I love it I love it and I also think teenage Kate is, oh, she's my favorite version of Kate. Like, I think she's my favorite version of Kate pre-Jack dying. I still like her after Jack dies. I just think she's going through it. You know what I mean? But I still, she's my favorite version of Kate. But she's absolutely right in this scene when she's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I agree. Get it together. Yeah. This is one thing that you're fighting over. That, like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Well, and then Kate like says, she's like, I want to go with, with dad. Like I want to go with Jack. And this like made me think back to the last episode where Jack was like, oh, this is going to be a blip on their radar. Like they'll barely even notice. Like, obviously this is like more traumatic. Like we said it, we said it the last episode. Like this is not just a blip on their radar. Like this was a big deal. You know, this is changing their entire world. I just feel like 
Jack is trying to be as calm and possible as possible and kind of comfort them. And I think Rebecca is really lacking in this scene, like yeah. lacking, not Mandy, Mandy Moore is not lacking as an actress. Rebecca is lacking as a parent. Yeah. And I also think this just also shows who Jack is as a person. Like he's still trying to comfort her in this scene after all the kids walk out, even though like they're going through, through it. Yeah. You know? Like he's still so comforting to her. So yeah, um, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointing in both of them, but more her. Yeah, I agree. I wrote down that Rebecca needs to act like she's not the only one in this marriage because that's kind of like how she's acting a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also, I also think that it's like, I understand that like this whole separation wasn't in their minds going to be long-term just a few days to get their stuff together or whatnot but I I think that like Kate is like closer to Jack and so like I understand why she wants to go with him yeah well I think Jack has been been good to her her whole life not that not that Rebecca wasn't trying I just think Rebecca and the weight stuff really hindered her relationship with Kate and I think Jack never made it about that ever like never commented on it and made Kate feel like this beautiful human being from the inside out. Right. Well, and not only that, but like we see that when Jack and Rebecca are fighting, like he kind of like in a way vents a little bit to Kate and she's like, you know, dad, like you have to go after him. Like, so they've just got like this other like bonds kind yeah. of like how Rebecca has with Randall <laughs> know, and then Kevin's all by himself <laughs> I know but that's, but that's like so we've talked about this Kevin is like that poor like I feel bad for him as a kid I do too I, really I do. do too I know me too a little bit more this time than I did a before. lot I feel really as like young Kevin yeah I no I agree yeah I think so um, and then we have what I like have entitled stay at home, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Making that breakfast. Tess and Annie, a great Tess and Annie scene that I love so much. <laughs> um, and then I love when they're talking to him and he's like, women can work. And then he mentions Hillary Clinton and they go, yeah, but she, she lost. And he's like, yeah, but she almost won. and I just think it's it's the cutest scene it is very cute yes we also see Beth here and she basically is like I don't know okay this is what I kept thinking is I'm like why is Randall choosing to ignore the fact that Beth is clearly not happy about this because she like you can see it all over her face yes just choosing to ignore it and that's what makes me mad not that he not that they have differing opinions that doesn't piss me off absolutely and not that if beth was better at hiding it and he didn't know that would also be a different story right but she's like you can see it all over her face and i think that she wants him to notice yes and he doesn't yeah i agree and then i think we see kevin he's talking to sophie and he's sophie's like sorry i can't come my mom had like a spell during her ms and i died of laughter when Kevin's like oh is she okay and so he goes she has a mess Kevin she's never good yeah but it just made me laugh because it's like people like people who don't deal with things like that in their life like Kevin is like oh is she totally good she's good yeah, healed yeah. But how, long, how long is a flight to New York from 
California. LA? Yeah. Um, well, from Pennsylvania to San Francisco, because I just went from Pennsylvania to San Francisco, it was about five hours. So I would assume that it is roughly maybe five hours, five and a half hours. Because I kept thinking, I'm like, why doesn't he just go visit her? Right. But I guess maybe because of work. But I was like, he obviously, like, he has the means where he could, like, just right. hop on a plane for, like, one night. Like, right. to see her. He, he bought out an entire restaurant. Yeah, like, we'll he get there. He afforded a plane ticket for a night. You know what I mean? But yes. no, I guess I if it was a five-hour flight, like, that's 10 hours of flying. Like, that's a little yes. bit impractical, but still. I agree. And I know the scene is so small, but I like Sophie because she's classy, but she's trashy at the same time. She likes those Kardashians. And I love that. I also wrote down that Kevin said something about someone being like gremlins. And I wanted to put it out because I know you love gremlins. (laughs) I do love gremlins. He said that the Kardashians are like the gremlins because they just keep multiplying at night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just wanted to shout you out because I was like, oh, Gremlins reference for Sage. If you didn't know, guys, if you didn't know, listeners, I love the Gremlins. I do know. I love them. And now everybody else knows too. If you want to send Sage some yeah. Gremlins. <laughs> oh my gosh. That could, be, that could be potentially scary. <laughs> it really could be. Oh my God. <laughs> And then after this cute little moment with Kevin, I think we see Kate. Yes. In that outfit that I hate. (laughs) (laughs) Does it look like it's like straight out of the 50s? Because I kind of was like, it looks like like, it looks outdated. I'm fine with like fun things and like vintage like pieces because I like dressing from different eras. However, this feels like a costume to me, not an actual outfit. Like the right. fastener on her head is absolutely disgusting. And you can, I love fasteners. I love them, but that one's not working for me. Yeah. It looks I like just, a costume. It just looks costumey. Yeah. I also like, I feel if you're going to like wear an outfit that like puts you in a different era per se, that it should fit with what you're doing. Like she's applying, like applying, auditioning to be in a band. Right. And like she's singing Nothing Compares to You, which is not a 50s. It's not like it's a 50s swing band. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it just doesn't, like it doesn't feel like it fits. I agree with you. Um, And then she makes that comment about being down two sizes, which we kind of already talked about, but I really hate that forever. Um, I love this interaction with her and Toby though, when she's like, you look like a young Bruce Willis. And he's like, you can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) And then Kevin walks in. No boundaries, no boundaries. That's, I have that in capital letters, not even a knock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Toby's like, oh, well, you know, since Sophie's not coming, maybe we can like cancel that double date that we had plans for your birthday. And Kevin's like, no. And Kate's like, no. I know. <laughs> they look at Toby. They look at Toby like he's crazy. And I'm like, I don't think it's crazy. I would definitely like exit the situation if I was Kevin. Read the room, sir. Yeah, honestly, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, it feels like Toby's like third wheeling Kevin and Kate. 
And Toby, I feel like, not a spoiler really, but like Toby third wheels a lot this whole show. Yeah. Like this is the beginning where you see like Kevin and Toby kind of having like this tension with each other. Because then after that whole thing, Kate talks about her outfit and Kevin's like, mm, what? and she's like, let me try on a different one. Yeah. I'm like, ew. It's just like too much codependency for me with those two. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I think that obviously we like see why there's like a little bit of codependency and like they show that more in this episode than I think any yes. other. But I'm just like, it's like too much, you know? Kevin's too much, as you said to me in a text yeah. last night. Kevin <laughs> Pearson is too much. He is a little bit too much, especially in this episode. So, yeah. And then we see we're at Miguel's house, I think, right? Yep. He's pulling out the sofa bed. Can I tell you that when I was younger, I was obsessed with sofa beds. Like I, that was my dream as an adult to have a sofa bed. (laughs) You know what my dream was? This is so funny because I now live in a studio apartment. Um, when I was a young kid on the sweet life of Zach and Cody, my God. You know what I'm going to say? Maddie had that bed that folded into the wall. Yes, I I love that. That was the coolest thing. I also think those are really cool. And now I'm like, this would, that would be perfect in here. It would be. I had a water bed when I was younger. Did you? Yeah, my foot got stuck in it and I was stranded. (laughs) I used screaming for someone to help me one time because I was stuck in my water bed, but it was pretty cool. Like it was a cool thing. But yeah. The simple dreams of children, water beds, fold up beds, sofa beds. beds. Yeah. Loft beds. I wanted them all. My sister had a canopy bed. That's cool. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Jack does not have a canopy bed. He has a (laughs) sofa bed. (laughs) And um, Miguel is like trying to put sheets on it. And Jack's like, no sheets. This isn't long-term. And I'm like, even if it's not long-term, put some sheets on the sofa bed. (laughs) That's like such a man thing to do. Put the damn sheets on the bed. (laughs) Gross. And then Miguel is like, why don't we go to the office for on the weekend? That'll cheer you up. I'm like, God, Um, you guys are stupid. (laughs) I know. No. Then we see Rebecca and she's talking to the kids and they're all obviously very angry with her. <laughs> like, obviously, like it's, it's so apparent. And then, and then she's like, we're going to the movies. And I feel like this is bad parenting, to be honest. It's bad you. parenting. Cause she's like, what? Like, I don't know. I think my mom would be like, what, what's upsetting? Talk to me. Well, and that's what I'm saying. And also like, even if she doesn't really have it in her to talk to them about it at this point like the even though they're teenagers they are still valid in whatever they're feeling and I feel like she's trying to like basically push off like these feelings that they're having and and instead just like ignore them by like let's go to the movies where we can all just sit and not talk right it's just like and I want to be like just leave them alone like leave them alone like they're allowed to be angry Right. And they were like 16 years old. So honestly, like they probably just want to go sit in their rooms and not, you know, do what teenagers do. Yes. And then I think we're at the adoption office. Maybe. 
Yes. Okay. And Beth is clearly not into it again, as you said, like it's awful. And (laughs) Beth is so sassy in this scene. And she's like, he wants to honor his two fathers. Do you have a baby that was left at a fire station? (laughs) I know this was like so good though, because I think that like Beth is very valid in this like whole scene and it's like starting to come out because I think we've like seen it building for a little while in season one where like Randall just keeps putting like more and more and more on them yeah and she has supported him so it's interesting to see Beth in a different role where she's like this is my breaking point yeah but it it was like it was definitely coming in my opinion like I absolutely she's a saint for putting up with it she is a saint and I love when she's outside fake smoking. This was so funny. I put it, I wrote it down. I was like, I think that this is like ingenious because obviously like I don't smoke. I don't think, I don't think it's me either, thing. but I might try fake smoking now. Me too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it's just like one of those things where when you're like so angry. You're like, what do I do with myself? And yeah. like smokers would go smoke. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, when I was younger, there's even now, there's something about people smoking in black and white movies that is so sexy. (laughs) Like, I think it is so sexy. I never do it. I think smoking is gross. This is a PSA, everybody. Don't smoke. It's bad for you. But I love the idea of fake smoking. And maybe you and I should try to take take that up now. I think that's so funny. And then I think like Randall comes out and he's like, he's like asking her are you fake smoking and she's like yeah and she like pretends to like hand it to him <laughs> they're really good they're really good in the scene but so what good. I just love them because even when they're mad at each other they're just so good yeah the next thing that Randall says though made me so angry at him I like didn't even want to look at them the rest of the episode he says this isn't going away for me Beth you need to get your head around it And I think the way that he delivered it was just like nasty. And I just think he sounds so selfish. Yeah. And like, I feel like he's almost giving her an ultimatum, which I feel like is everything against like what their marriage has been Mm -hmm. from what we've seen before. Yeah. Because they're like, honestly, we don't see much of Miguel and Rebecca's relationship yet at this point but out of every other couple on the show so far like they've got the strongest marriage and I think that holds true for most of the show I I feel that it holds true even when people get with who they're going to be with like at the end I still feel like they have the strongest marriage they make it through a lot of stuff I agree I think that to be honest with you and we can get into this as the show progresses so and without too many spoilers or anything but I think that Rebecca and Miguel also have a very good marriage yeah I agree I agree I would say like they're pretty close to Beth and Randall just in different ways yeah I think my whole thing and I guess you could argue this point for Rebecca and Miguel too but my whole thing with Randall and um Beth is like they've known each other since that first year of college and you know Randall was dealing with a lot of grief but so was Beth and like but Beth had gone through it a little bit more and better I would argue than Mm -hmm. Randall did so I think there's like this beautiful like relationship of like growing up together kind of yeah I don't know it's nice I also thought this was really interesting because 
so Beth, there's like some parallels here and I don't know if they were intentional parallels or not, but in the last episode, we saw Rebecca basically saying to Jack, like, does it matter what I want from my life? And Beth says here the, the like almost the same exact line. And she says, does it matter what I want from this situation? Yeah. I'm and sure I it just, was on purpose because I feel like there's nothing that's really accidental in the show. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. So I just think that that's like a really interesting, like yeah. parallel. And I, I've, it's been a while since we brought this up, but I really do think like there's a lot of parallels between Rebecca and Beth, but they're such like completely different characters. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And I I just gave myself goosebumps. I know, but but I'm thinking, I guess it's because I'm thinking about things to come. Yes. You know, a lot of things to come. So yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. You just gave me goosebumps. Say you're always saying profound things and I'm just over here like, (laughs) I really liked it while I said this. Well, I'm just thinking back to like, you know, without giving anything away, like I'm giving, I'm thinking back to some of like the very last episodes of the show. And now like with knowing what I know now, I like, and just reflecting on some of the things that were said and like how how they ring so true you know even when I think we see younger them like there's a lot of parallels between her and Rebecca I'm not going to give anything away but like it's yeah it's very interesting yeah and I think it's interesting that somebody that's not even related to the Pearsons is like who's that like who that mirror comes from you know yeah I love it um I think then we see Kate and she's at the audition yeah and she thinks back to that moment at the pool and it's a very short scene but we see her get up and leave it's a very short scene but I'm when I tell you this scene her flashing back to the pool is so relatable as somebody who has always struggled with like weight and feeling inferior for a long time in my life that scene was so powerful and I forgot that it existed because it is funny whenever you're doing something a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I think this is true for anybody, regardless of weight problems, you always kind of feel small. You always kind of feel like the child version of yourself, but it's so interesting. And this sometimes still has, happens to me. Example, like I went to a high school football game the other day um, and like being there got me feeling like really out of my comfort zone because there were so many people and I went to this high school and I felt like that teenager again that was a little bit insecure about my body and like seeing people that I knew in high school it was very weird it was very surreal in this moment like it would have hit home regardless of if that happened but it it was so interesting because I was like isn't that funny when you're in an uncomfortable situation how you go back to feeling like this little child and I yeah. definitely, I definitely did that a couple of weeks ago, but I, I mean, it doesn't happen to me as much anymore, but it, it was very relatable and like powerful to me. Yeah. I think about that too. Like I, I don't live in the same town now that I grew up in. And I think about like, every time I go back home, I do everything in my power to like avoid running into anybody yeah. that I don't want to see. And I think it's a lot of the same like situation because I'm very like confident in who I am now but I just like, I've left that part of my life behind and like, I want to keep them separate, I think. And I think it's a lot of the same reasons. Like you feel very vulnerable yeah. in that situation. Yeah, so. I agree. It's interesting. And then we see a very short scene of Jack waiting by the phone, which I think is so sad. Yeah. It's just sad. 
And then the next scene, I entitled it Rage Popcorn. (laughs) Watching Kate eat that popcorn for a split second with her angry little face is just what I needed, really. (laughs) It was so good. And then I forgot about this, but we see like a little like flashback to the to the night before. Yeah. And we see Randall actually went home. Yeah, I totally forgot about this. After so see, and this is what I was talking about. I feel like so Randall was like kind of looking on Kevin and Sophie, which this is like a little weird to me, but he was like kind of like almost staring at them making out. Yes, creepy. <laughs> a little creepy. Um, but I think he was like not necessarily jealous that Kevin had a girlfriend. I think where his jealousy lied is that like he and Kevin don't have the relationship that he wants. Right. And I think that like Randall has felt that way for a long time. And yeah. maybe even still in his adult life. Yeah, I agree. And then there's Randall, like, again, kind of being the parent comforting his mother. And then Kevin is absolutely such a little brat in this scene when he's like, Randall's going to make his move. Like, what a little douche. Okay. But it was kind of funny. It It is funny, but I I go back, but go back, Sage, because there's a lot more underneath it. Go back to when he was like, at the restaurant with Randall fighting, it was like always a black guy in my way. Because Kevin saying that is like Kevin saying he's not my real brother. Like, I know it's just a line and it's just like a throwaway line, but like him saying something like that, like if if Randall was like blood related to him, he never would have said it. I know. I think that what the issue is here is the issue lies in the fact that Kevin is jealous of Randall's relationship with Rebecca. And I think, I personally think that Kevin has a right to be jealous. I guess, but also grow up. Okay, but he's been the back burner child for so long. He's not nasty to Kate. He's not nasty to Kate about Jack. That's where, that's where I'm like, okay. And if you feel that way, Kev, maybe talk to them about it. Like, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's like hard to explain because I feel like, I do feel like Kevin has like a lot of like unresolved issues Yeah, with the fact that he doesn't, I don't know, get the attention that I think that as a child like he should have gotten yeah I agree. I mean, we've talked about this before like I think back to like any time that Kevin had anything major going on in his life it was like overshadowed by whatever else was going on by his siblings I guess but he was just in that play and everybody loved him and everybody came and everybody thought he was cool so I'm like yeah when he's like 36 like 17 when he's like I'm specifically thinking about him when he's like dad dad mom mom at the pool and then he's like I'm gonna drown myself (laughs) well because do you remember when he says well you're always telling Kate to stop eating and Randall to stop like whatever and like he's like what about me when he's five years old like he's been feeling this way his entire life right but they also they don't pay attention to him and they also don't discipline him like it's 
like a double-edged sword right but I'm not saying like he probably wants to be disciplined because I think it's like worse to be the ignored child than it is to be the child that's in trouble like at least at least if he's being disciplined at least they're paying attention to him I guess I guess I mean, I do feel bad for Kevin. It's not that I don't feel bad for Kevin. I do feel bad for him. I just think that he's a baby sometimes and super inappropriate. And whether you're feeling hurt or not, it does not give you the right to hurt others. Because if you would just take a sec to talk to your brother, maybe you would both realize that you're both jealous of each other and we could work out these emotions. Yeah. I also... I have to say though, like as much as that line was, it, it was what it was. It was funny. Yes, I agree. Did I, did but I work? At times, like that is almost how Rebecca and Randall kind of come across. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like what, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like that there, that there's anything even remotely romantic. That would be weird. Right. What I'm saying is that where maybe Jack lacks in their relationship in the comforting not that Jack really lacks in the relationship at all but like maybe in some of those aspects like Randall is what fills that gap yeah I guess although I feel like Randall is very similar to Jack like Jack's a comforter he was comforting her in the stupid restaurant when they took their kids there to tell them they were separating like that's yeah, that's true. I just feel like Randall is like kind of where Rebecca tends to go when she's like upset. Yeah. Like she doesn't tend to turn to her husband very often. She tends to turn to Randall. Yeah, I guess. I just think- like her little comfort child. <laughs> yeah, I do. I get it. I do get it. So yeah. some of us have blankies. Some of us have <laughs> to comfort us. Oh, God. <laughs> blankies I had a teddy bear my sister had a blankie I had a stuffed cat that's cute named meow named meow my bear's name was bob I still have it at my parents house my parents I still have my bear too it's like falling apart but some of us have randalls (laughs) yeah like I said some of us have blankies or you know bears and some of us have children to comfort us right strange speaking of randall and rebecca (laughs) we we see them old vert the normal vert now versions of them right Mm -hmm. and randall goes over to rebecca's house and is just like talking about the whole adoption thing i couldn't decide if i thought this was like slightly inappropriate because i'm like why are you talking to beth about this maybe again but that's what i'm saying like their relationship at sometimes like it's in a probes. Yes. I feel like sometimes they put the other, you know, mother to son in a higher ranking than their spouses. Not all the time, but sometimes. And well, that's Beth, what I think is like where Kevin's joke was trying to like make right. a point. Well, Beth even makes a comment later where she's like, he's like, and I disagreed with her. And Beth said, oh, I didn't know you were allowed to do that with Rebecca yeah that's what I'm saying like and obviously too like I I didn't know that they necessarily made up entirely no I don't think so either but uh, clearly in this moment like they seem like they're totally fine fine. 
Well, I like, I like when they're having the conversation and Rebecca says it's complicated. And Randall said, that's something people say when they don't want to tell you the truth. Mm. And I was like, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Or when people are just tired of telling the whole story because the truth is complicated, because the truth is complicated. Right. You know, and I think, I think it's fair that Rebecca wasn't sure if she wanted to adopt this baby. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe you don't want to tell your child that. Yeah. But like, you know, and then it kind of glimpses into the day that Jack saw Randall and Randall was like this possibility to Jack, which is something I really love about Jack, but that's why Randall is so similar. Like, yeah. But, and this is what I like her advice is what bothered me a little bit because she basically said like, your dad was so sure. And he just kept pushing me. Yeah. I didn't, I thought that was like, that's, awful. that's setting Randall up to try to do the same thing to Beth. You know that's what I mean? Like, that's like what she's basically telling him is like, if you're sure, just keep pushing her. She'll give in. Yeah. Which I hate because that's exactly, maybe that's because that's what happened to her. And I think like maybe in her eyes, like it worked out for the best. Right. Yeah. But it makes me even think about like Jack pushed her into having kids at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? In so general. like when she was unsure about things in her life, like Jack would just push her in that direction. Right. Yeah. It is it's super interesting. And then I love when Rebecca said your father wasn't perfect, but he was close. Yeah. And I love that because even it and I think that line is even more um like I guess remarkable kind of especially when you see the end where Jack's just like at his lowest point clearly Mm -hmm. and like she but she still thinks that now yeah I thought it was sweet I romanticized Jack Pearson and I also romanticized Jess Mariano and they're played by the same human being (laughs) and I will do it for the rest of my life (laughs) it's funny um, and then we see this sweet little moment with oh. William talking to Beth in the park. Yeah. Um, and she's basically like venting to William a little bit about like how she doesn't feel like Randall ever asks her about anything and how he he didn't ask for William to come. He didn't ask if Kevin could stay in the basement or anything like that. And I just like I think this moment was like even more telling from the scenes that we'd seen of Randall and Beth when, or William and Beth when William was still alive. Like this is the most telling of like the relationship that they had. Like she could be completely honest, even though it was something that like affected him basically. It's a very sweet scene. I love when she's like, nah, you're all right, old man. And then she's like better than the Manny in my basement for a year. And, um, I also love when she's like a little less fancy, a little less white. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a very sweet, earnest interaction. Yeah. It did make me very emotional. I did not cry, but it made me emotional because you just see, like you said, like this beautiful friendship that like plays out between those two that was really like, it was like having a second dad for her. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that it's like what William had to say was kind of profound about how like yes Randall pushed her and maybe it's similar advice to what Rebecca was saying but I think that the way that William put it was just a little bit more eloquent but like he, he basically was saying like look at how good things turned out 
when you were willing to give a little. And I think that that's like a better, and maybe that's what Rebecca meant instead of just push her to do it. You know, maybe she meant like, it'll all work out if you guys compromise. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. William's advice was put way more eloquently than Rebecca's. Yeah. And I think that maybe the sentiments were similar, but it wasn't the same. Right. And then we see Toby and Kate with Ket with Kevin, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kate outright lies to Toby, and it makes me so angry. I Kate really like bothers me in this whole episode. Yeah. Like the whole episode is like me being like, oh Kate, you can be so much better than this. Yeah. I agree. Well, and then so. Kevin totally outs Kate on her lie too because he absolutely does how awkward and I also love that Toby says do you want to sit beside your brother by me on your brother's lap (laughs) I know but like okay so but that's what I'm saying so everybody jokes about Randall and Rebecca but Kevin and Kate like you can say the same exact you absolutely they're so annoying with each other and I hate that like when Toby calls her on it and is honest about how he's feeling, Kate thinks it's freaking unbelievable. I know. And I was like, like, no, who's unbelievable is you and Kevin, ma'am. I know. She's like, I had to tell him that our dad died 20 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And I mean, like, that's like a big deal. I get it. But like. Me too. But like, they both brought it up. Right. Kevin, the way Kevin brought it up was more likable. But like, I was just like, no, this is a no. And then I think, and then Kate walks out, I think. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah, she goes, she goes, yeah. Yeah. And then um, we see Beth in the dining room. The dining room that I thought we never saw again, but there it is. Yeah. (laughs) I lie a lot in this podcast. I'm like, we never see it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. Ooh, and they're awesome. so Beth and Randall are talking about their marriage and he says that they have a perfect marriage even though his mom said there's no such thing as a perfect marriage and basically the extent of their conversation like what they're relaying is that Randall disagreed with Rebecca in the fact that no marriage is perfect because he thinks that what makes their marriage perfect is that they are willing to adapt so this is like his way of trying to compromise right no I totally it's a I think the conversation is nice after where we left off at the adoption office where I was like mad at Randall right so and I'm glad Randall did not take Rebecca's like advice the way that it could have gone which is my mother told me to just push and push and push you right so I liked that. It was, that, it was good. I think that it was good that he was willing to try to get like this desire to fill the this void that he has from somewhere else. Because he says he's like, I'll start volunteering or whatever I need to like fill this void if this is really something right. you don't want to do. Which I think is like where like this conversation should have started. <laughs> you know. Yes, but, it is. but then Beth asks to take him somewhere and adjust his perfect plan yeah I love it and And then then it was the cringiest moment (sighs) 
I had second. I had secondhand embarrassment, and I only want to talk about this for a second. Okay. He. Just, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll just say it really fast then. So then we see Jack go to the bar and he asks the club manager if Rebecca can sing there once a month. He'll even pay them. And the club manager is like, dude, WTF, it doesn't work that way. Leave. <laughs> We've been booked out for months. And he's like, it's I'm not going to let your wife come and sing. And he's like, you're embarrassing yourself and her. And yeah. see. Which is funny <laughs> because he you're embarrassing yourself and her is absolutely ugh. it's just like the, it's, it's so accurate it just I was like ew ew ew, ew. So this crazy. is a grand gesture that is like yucky <laughs> it's like a grand gesture but like Jack doesn't know like and that's like kind of it's a little sad to me because I feel like it just is a little bit telling of how much of this whole gig thing Rebecca has kind of like kept from him yeah in a sense because like he doesn't understand how this all works you know what I mean like he thought that he could just get her on the schedule and it would all be good and you know he would be able to give her something that she needed and yeah yeah it was gross (laughs) yeah um and then we see toby and kevin outside the restaurant and they're yelling at each other or toby's rather toby is raising his voice at kevin a little bit i think toby is completely justified in this moment yeah i agree um i think that it was like a good conversation because I think like Kevin needed to hear that like he was overstepping this is like when he tells him like you never let me pay for anything right yeah at this moment yeah okay it's uncomfortable and then Kevin goes go ahead and pay then and Toby goes I can't afford this (laughs) right yeah you yeah you went you overdid it yeah yeah it's too much and then Kate comes and is like yo chill out she's like I'm done with this. But my problem is Kate always comes in at like the last second at in the last quarter and plays the victim the rest of the time. And I'm like, yeah. get it together from the beginning because I like this version of Kate where she's like, I'm going back to that audition to wipe those floor with those bitches. Like, I liked that. Yeah. I also laughed so hard when Toby was like, wait, I drove with her. You have to give her a ride. Right. <laughs> so that was that. Um, and then we see Beth and Randall at the park where we've seen, we've like had a couple, we haven't mentioned it at all, I don't think, but throughout this like whole episode, we keep seeing like quick little blips of Beth at the same park. Yeah. Um, and it was the same park that she was talking to William at. And so we see Beth and Randall and they're at the park and Beth gives Randall the book of poems from oh, William. Such a thoughtful gift um and then she she had had it bound for Randall which was very sweet um very thoughtful like you said and then she said like you know this is this was your dad's favorite spot and I think like this is really sweet too because this was something that was special to Beth about William and now she's like sharing it with Randall which yes and she didn't have to right this could have been her thing, but she's like giving it to him because she knows like it'll be important to him. And I like appreciate that a lot. 
Um, and then she suggests that they actually take in an older kid instead of a baby um, because she's been watching these kids at this park. Um, Foster, foster parents. I I think it's like, I love it too. I love the storyline. I think it takes very special people to foster children and Mm -hmm. adopt foster children because like the situations that these kids come from are most of the time not good like so I think that takes a lot of patience to like work with kids and just like love them unconditionally especially because they're not they not that they're not your kids but you you know they're not biologically like you didn't grow them you know what I mean so right and you haven't had them since you know if you're taking in like an older kid like they are um you haven't had them since they were a baby. So you can't like mold them in the same way that you can like a newborn. Right. Yeah. Shout out to all the foster parents. Cause I really just think it's like a very special, special job. I agree. Yeah. And then we see Kate at the audition and Kate like comes in and she's like, Hey, I'm going to sing. I was here earlier, but I chickened out. And I just want to tell you that this would never happen in a real audition. Maybe it would. I don't know. I, that's never been my experience. I thought it was cool that they let her get, take a I shot. was thrilled with them, right? Yeah. And then he says, no, not good. Which, to be fair, I never would have picked that song for an audition song. Just knowing it, it's the, one of the hardest songs to sing. Interesting. And I, and then Kate thinks it's because of her weight, which is, I mean, valid, I guess. Like, I think if it was because of her weight, they just wouldn't have let her sing at all. Right. My other problem with this is, and I'm saying this as a performer coming from that world, right? Like people around here, I sing guys, if you didn't know, um, just coming from this area, a small town. Yeah. I always say I'm like this town good. I'm not. Cause if I left this town, I'm just average with everybody else. You know what I mean? So like for Kate to think that like, I just, she really thought she was going to be the best. I just feel like those are really high expectations, especially when your mom was an outstanding singer and could not get her tape listened to in LA. So I think Kate has very unrealistic expectations, but I do love when she goes back out there and is like, it wasn't because I was fat. It was because of my ability. Yeah. I just like this was I think maybe almost even more cringier to me than Jack at the bar because Kate like just has this at times throughout the show not only in just this moment but Kate almost has a little bit of a I'm better than everybody else attitude and I think it was like starting to come up here I really do like and I just I didn't like it no, me neither. It was very, it was very cringe. Very cringe. Thank you. And then while Kate's in there, we see Kevin and Toby. Um, and Kevin just brings up in a better way that made it okay that he brought it up. Like Kate told me that my dad died. Yeah. Um, and then I do, I actually do feel very, I feel for Kevin in the scene because he's like, I'm always the guy trying hardest in the room. Yeah. And I just think that's, I think that's really sad and it is true. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, I felt for him in the scene. I felt for him. In yeah. The scene. 
I think maybe, and this is maybe where some of my care for Kevin comes this time around is like, I can kind of, I feel like relate to that sentiment a little bit in, you know, life. Like, I like that's something that I'm not always like the best at something, but I will always try my best at something, you know, and I think that that's, that's something that I can relate to Kevin on. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a nice conversation. And then Toby said, let's go get a drink. And Kevin's like, I'm going to go back to home or my hotel. And then we hear William's voiceover over Kevin. And there's Sophie sitting there. And it's yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's sweet. And we uh, also and see, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we see Kate and Toby singing karaoke. <laughs> I love it. I think I it's so too. sweet. It's cute, yeah. We see Beth and Randall looking over what I can assume is like maybe a foster parent like website. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we see Rebecca going to Jack at Miguel's. Yep. And I hate this. I hate this. Okay. So I think it's better though than when they fought. I agree. But. And I give Rebecca, I like Rebecca in this scene. I don't. Okay. And this is why I think that she refuses. Like, I think that Jack is almost crying out for help. Yeah. In his alcoholism. And Rebecca wants him to be perfect. And so she's refusing to see this major flaw. Yeah. And like Jack even says, like, I've been drunk for weeks. Yeah. It's and she like doesn't even notice. And I think that that's sad because she she's she says it like three times in this scene she's like you're not a drunk you're You're not not your dad you're You're yeah you're not your dad that's I did write that down what she's everything she says before that I do like like she talks about how they both gave up on their dreams I'm like thanks for realizing girlfriend took you long enough I love that she says I'm sitting in the movies and looking at Tom Hanks thinking he's not so great because I have this great husband and I thought that was sweet because who doesn't love Tom Hanks you know what I'm saying like which I feel like is so like but yeah then she says you're not an alcoholic you're not like your dad and she just keeps saying it and then he says what you said like I'm drunk right now I've been drunk for days and weeks and it I feel like Milo Ventimiglia should have won an Emmy for this scene because I think he is outstanding in what he's doing. Do you know what this scene, not to be like a crazy person, but <laughs> is it going to be Gilmore Girls? Yes. yes I, I knew it. Oh my loves- God. Tell me what scene you're going to say, because I was like, this is very Gilmore Girls-y of no, him. I don't. Okay. So just I don't know if there's like a specific scene. I do. Okay. I okay. feel like he, that whole episode, which I actually don't love, uh, Keg Max. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't talk yeah. about a lot because I hate the one part in it. I think they completely assassinate Jess Mariano in five minutes. However, I think that whole episode leading up to the part that we will not speak about, um, where he's just like sad the whole time and just like, but not in like an angsty way, just like very sad. He's so good at playing it. And then later after this whole piece happens that we're not going to talk about, he's like, I did not ask you to come up here. I, I leave me alone. Like, and it's just like, 
he's so good at like having enough and crying out for help, which is what Jess Mariano was doing too. I can't believe I am relating to this to Gilmore Girls. (laughs) So, okay. I just watched the episode of Gilmore Girls and I don't, I can't think of what it's called, um, where they all go and stay at the inn and they have the Bracebridge dinner. Yes. I forget what that one's called. I don't remember. Is it called Bracebridge Dinner? It might be. It might be. I don't remember. But it made me, like, Jess is very, like, not happy to be there. Like, Luke obviously just, like, drug him along and stuff. I think a lot of just the, like, I mean, it's the same person. So it makes sense that his facial expressions would be the same. But, like, in this specific scene, I was like, wow, I can, like, really see you 20 years ago. Right. But no, I don't think that's that weird though. I don't think that's that weird because there is also a scene in another episode that I don't love of Gilmore Girls. Here comes the sun where it's like the backdoor spinoff, which is like the worst I always, episode. I always skip that. Episode. I can't, I talked to you about this. I can't skip episodes, but if I could, that would be one. But yeah. he, his dad's like, you can't stay with me. Jess's dad is like, you can't stay with me. And he's like, Luke doesn't want me. My mom doesn't want me. You don't want me. I have nowhere to go. Yeah. And he's so good at being like, so like angry sad like I get it though because I was like yeah you look like Jess Mariano (laughs) yeah well and in that Bracebridge dinner scene um that's also when he finds out that Liz doesn't want him to come home for Christmas and I like I just like all of these same like emotions like he's so good at playing them (laughs) he's so good at playing them Shout out to Milo Ventimiglia for making me feel the same way I did when I was 11. Right. <laughs> it's so impressive, honestly. So come on the show, Milo. Yeah. Love to have Please you. come on the show. Please marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I would marry him so hard. So, um, but I do love, like, so Jack shuts the door and thinks that it's over. And I do love this part. Or because I thought it was over. I thought we were done. I thought he was staying at Miguel's, right? And she knocks on the door again and is like, get in the car and come home. Because if you're having a problem, then we're going to get through it together. Right. And I I really do love that part. I think it's like, I don't know. It like, it was very heavy for me, but I did love it. Yeah. We're like nearing the end of the episode though. And I wrote down, I was like, do they still want us to think that Jack somehow his death relates to his alcoholism? Yes. It just, I kept feeling like I was getting like these vibes. Um, and then we see Rebecca obviously makes him go home, but then we flash to a scene and this is what it made me like even more you know, I kept thinking like we see the kids crying. Yes. And it's just Randall and Kate. Yeah. And they're crying. And Kate, like, I have to go find Kevin. Yeah. I have to go find Kevin. He needs to hear this from me. Kevin's leg is broken, which is like, also like, what did Kevin do? Right. Well, and, but I kept thinking, I'm like, I mean, I know why his leg is broken and everything, but I think that like all of this is almost like pointing to like Jack did something like that's what I was thinking. No, it absolutely is. Leg being broken, you know, and then we see Rebecca and she drives up to the house with, and she, Minnie Moore has the best sad face, like the best defeated sad face. 
And yeah, she drives up to the house and you see Jack's stuff on her passenger seat. I forgot all about this. Yeah, I did too. I didn't think that they told us this this early. No, me neither. And then she drives up to their house. And also Mandy Moore deserves an Emmy for this tiny piece of the scene because her wailing is like astonishing. Yeah. It was awful. I was like, I was very triggered because I was like, oh, shit, I have to watch this again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and then so we see that the Pearson house has burned down. Yeah. And that's how it ends. And that's how this episode ends. It's a rough one, but I feel like it should have been the finale. I absolutely agree. Man. Yeah. Yeah. This is a rough one. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so I have a question now before we wrap it up. Okay. Do you think that the title, A Father's Advice, where where did you think that this came from? Because I have a very interesting like theory, and maybe it's not that that cool, but Uh, it probably is because you always say profound stuff. (laughs) Um to me, a father's advice, I just feel like with William's voiceover, right? Like, I think it's interesting because I don't think it comes from personally. I didn't really think about this till just now that it was called this. I don't think it comes from like, I mean, it's not from, I mean, Randall, I guess in the beginning, kind of, you could argue he gives the girls some advice about dads being stay-at-home dads, but obviously it's not about that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's about Jack Pearson, but I, however, I do think William gives Beth that advice and he's like a surrogate dad. That's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like it's more about Beth and William than anybody else. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I thought too. And I just think that's very interesting because he wrote the poem that he's reading for Randall. Yeah. But in a way, like the advice that was given from a father. I'm going to start crying and I didn't even. Beth. And we've talked about this before. Like William has really stepped up for Beth and Oh, you know season one so yes it's beautiful it's beautiful I just thought that was kind of a neat like I thought about that I was like "Hmm, what an interesting title yeah it is an interesting title I didn't really think about it till like I didn't even think anything of it till that and I think and I think that there's a line in the poem that he's reading over the the show yeah I think you're right about about a father giving advice or something but I wonder if I should find the poem and read it and make sure that like there's nothing else profound in it. Profound in it, I know. <laughs> it reminds me of that Cat Stevens song, Father and Son, which mm. I it's one of my favorite, it's probably like top three favorite. Yeah. But every time that song plays in Guardians of the, it's in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at the end. Guys, every time I watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which has been probably no exaggeration, at least 15 times, I sob. At the end, there's like sobbing because of Cat Stevens. So so there's that. So how many times did you cry? I didn't cry this episode. I actually didn't cry either. I did get a little bit. I mean, obviously I got I goosebumps when Jack and Rebecca are talking at the door and also goosebumps at the end when I realized what was going on. But no tears for me this time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any tears either. And I think that that scene at the end where we see like the house burning down and stuff, I think that 
probably for a lot of people, they didn't cry. I think that was more of a shock than a yeah, cry. I think it, it was, I definitely remember feeling like, <gasps> like yeah. that, like when it, when it came on, I remembered everything about watching it the first time. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot all about this. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then it makes you like think too. So, you know, I, I kind of like remember thinking this too at the time, like Kate, obviously has basically told Toby that it was her fault that Jack died and then we see like the fact that their house has burned down and like so now you're I feel like not only you're thinking like okay what did Jack do because he's a drunk he's an alcoholic but what did Kate do and I I remember thinking that a lot like me too Kate. like did she leave her straightener on like yeah stuff like is that. she mad at her mom and burned down <laughs> she was really mad at Rebecca she is yeah. burning her eyeliner pencil and accidentally yeah. set the house on fire people who used to wear, wear eyeliner like that know what I'm talking about <laughs> so yeah what was your least in favorite moments um my favorite or I'll go with least favorite. My least favorite, I have to say, are the cringy Jack walking into that bar asking if Rebecca could sing um, was just like so cringe. And in parallel to that, Kate also doing it, those have to be my least favorite right there, right? Yeah. My favorite, and not because I think it's like happy, the ending is so shocking that I just yeah. think it's my favorite part. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. That's a valid answer. What about um, you? My least favorite was also, so kind of the same, like I, I wrote down like Kate's cringiness at that audition. Cause I just like, she's so full of herself in that moment. Yes. And I'm glad like that they put her in her place and was like, this is not why we didn't pick you. Like Dude, listen also, to this girl sing and she's the backup. Yeah. But... Shout out to backup singer girl. Cause she had an amazing voice. Yes, she did. Um, and I don't know a lot about music and I was like, wow, she's got her lungs. Her control was like um but and then I also said like the fact that Rebecca refuses to admit that Jack has a drinking problem like (laughs) it's not funny I'm sorry but like this like she did it the last episode she's doing it this episode she's done it before like and she's the one that told him he has to quit the first time yeah she's the one so I'm like why are you refusing it now right I want to know later in this season, I need to like track this. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I'm like, there are other instances where I want to know what Rebecca does in yeah. certain situations soon. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite moment was Beth and William in the park. And like, I think that it's just like so sweet that they keep his character in like flashbacks, at least for a little while. We get like a lot less of him later on, but in like the, this season, maybe more a little bit, um, we do get a lot of like William flashbacks or at least some. I'm glad that we do that because like it was a loss to the show <laughs> that they like that is what I like about the show though the way it's filmed you can just keep going back to William you know yeah, you can go back true. to Jack obviously because yeah. he's dead well, now too I was gonna say Jack's been basically you know in present day Jack was never alive he never existed right yeah so um 
And do you have a pop culture pick this week? I do. So since it's fall and a fun time, I am going to recommend HBO. It's on HBO Max now. I think it started on Netflix, but um, Over the Garden Wall. Have you heard of it? No. So it's a little cartoon. It's so cute. It's it's funny and cute. It's also like pretty spooky. I think kids can watch it. My friends like five-year-old watched it, but I do think it was made more for like a more mature audience, but I don't think it's not inappropriate. It's just spook. Like, but I'm afraid of spooky stuff, but I was definitely freaked out about this, but it's Elijah Wood, who I love because he's a hobbit. He is the older brother. And then there's a little brother and they're like basically on this adventure. But what I like about it is there's only like 10 episodes and each one of them is only like 10 minutes each. Hmm. So it's just like this very sweet show and they're on like this adventure um, and it just ties in really nicely. And even though it was only 10 minutes per episode for 10 episodes, I felt like it was just, it was so good and so cute and funny and weird. And my brother Grant recommended it to me, which he will be on the show soon. And if any of you decide to watch it, that pretty much sums up Grant's personality. I love There's that. a song in it called Potatoes and Molasses. And I, oh <laughs> I think that's all you need to know about it, but it's that very, very, I love that. <laughs> it's very sweet. But, and the soundtrack is really good too. Like they made up those kind of like musically kind of songs, but there's other songs in it too. And whoever composed it, like it's, it's fantastic. So please watch it. It's so cute. Very cool. What about you? Um, my pop culture pick this week is the new, um, there's this artist, Noah Khan. Um, He's got kind of like big on TikTok, but I actually used to like, I know everybody says this, but I've listened to him for years. Yes. Okay. And then he made it like big on TikTok. I know. He's so good though. He is so good. Um, but he just released his stick season, um, album on Friday. And it is really good. Every song on there. I'm like, wow, this is really good. It's a banger. And I felt like it was very appropriate to recommend for this show because I think that some of the music styling, like if you like the music in this show, like I think that you would also like the music. You know, what's so, what's so funny about him is every time I listen to him, uh, Suf John Stevens pops up too, who writes music for this song yeah. or for the song for the show, and I'm always like laughing because I'm like, oh yeah, that, like I just I do like I think that they yeah I think that they kind of um they're they're similar styles so yeah. if you it. like this music you would probably like that album too so check it out it's really good love it love that recommendation it's also just in time for fall I feel like it has fall vibes. It does have very fall vibes. This this episode, believe it or not, Allie, will be coming out until November. I know. <laughs> but it'll be perfect for Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, Thanksgiving traveling time. Person love Thanksgivings. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yes, they do. So, and so do why. we. Please write us about your favorite Thanksgiving memory or literally anything else <laughs> at this too much pod at gmail.com or slide into those DMs on Insta at this too much pod. We'd love to hear from you about you literally anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a priority, guys. The Instagram is gonna be, we're getting a little bit of a boost this this season. Season one, we were still figuring things out. I got a little like, 
ambitious and like it started off really good and then I kind of phased off and I got busy and I kind of put it to the side these posts are like bangers though okay well there hasn't been one for a while so we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna get better season two I'm making it a priority Allie has taken over some of our episode editing so this gives me more freedom oh yeah to work on the Instagram I love it yeah so write to us yeah welcome to season two everybody yeah i think we're off to a good start i'm looking forward to everything else we have do you have anything else to say i don't i think that's it all right this was us this was us bye everybody bye